0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Change Revealed Podcast. It has been a while, (laughs) I think it's been at least a year, or like six months since I've tried to record a podcast, but it's Holy Week, so why not, right? Um. I guess I just really kind of missed talking to myself into a microphone, if it makes sense. I love talking about things, and I've wanted to bring the podcast back for a while. So, here we are, and what better time to bring it back? Holy week, it's Tuesday right now, I'm going to be going to church tonight. Um, But a lot has happened, and I am on the verge of my... I don't know if the word is the word, but I'm close to my two-year Catholic anniversary, which is so exciting. But um so I decided I wanted to come on and talk about sort of what life is like after being Catholic for two years. What things that have that have been different and things that have sort of not been too different. So I don't know, let's see. let's just jump into it. So first of all, the biggest change in my life is that I am now going to traditional Latin mass all the time, which is awesome. It is so cool. I am so excited to go to Mass every week. It is I, I can't I can't strain enough how much I love the Latin Mass, but So Palm Sunday was this past Sunday and it was pretty rough because I didn't have my missile and I didn't have- they gave every single other person one of those books to follow along. They have special books for Holy Week because the Mass is different. Um, But I guess me and my friend came too early so we didn't get one and so we were just sitting there really confused and there were a lot of readings obviously so um i i was i read them after after the mass but it was still cool because it's weird it's it's kind of hard to understand it's kind of hard to explain but when you're in there and when you're just even if you're lost and everything cuz for for latin mass the first the first while i had no clue what was happening i didn't know how to read along to the they have little books for the mass i didn't know how to read along um it literally just felt like I was a convert all over again. But when you're in there and time is just time is just going, you're just in it, you're standing for 40 minutes, at some point you forget that time exists in the first place. Like you're just kind of existing within the mass. And it's really cool because everything is so beautiful, the way the mass is done, that you kind of don't think about how much time has passed and you're kind of just experiencing it. So that was awesome. I'm I'm gonna try to not forget my um, missile ever again in my life because standing it, standing wasn't the wasn't the problem, but just just sitting there looking at the priests, reading who knows what because everything is in Latin and you have no idea what's going on. Even if you're staying in the mode as best you can, it's like. it's a lot to to stay in it when you're just staring at a person speaking a language you have no clue what's going on um but i was i was i was glad i got to read the readings afterwards and um they weren't exactly the same as they were in that mask because the i have the 62 missile and the mass was from 55 i think my friend said so that happened but like i said Going to Latin Mass, because I've been going for a year, it literally feels like I'm a convert all over again, which is really exciting because everything... It's it's sort of like every time you step into a Latin Mass, you're reminded of why everything exists. You're reminded of why you're Catholic, basically. Um, and that's super important to me, especially knowing going through what i going through all the steps i went through when i converted which i don't know i have a i have a podcast talking to somebody else about conversion i don't know if i said my whole story on it i may i may do that again recently i may do it again soon but um it's it's cool to be reminded every time you step into a church of why why it all happened, why it all exists, why you're there. So yeah, I love Latin Mass, I don't ever want to leave. <laughs> so I'm gonna go through a, a lot of things that that I've learned, things that have been easier for me as I go along, and things that have not been as I go along as a Catholic. I'm still a little baby. I'm a little baby fetus Catholic. (laughs) So things that have gotten easier for me like on that little list definitely being excited about my faith around people who don't understand it. In some ways in some ways it's the opposite because I was very naive when I said to convert because my conversion happened basically overnight and I was 16 when I actually decided I wanted to be Catholic but I was always someone who loved talking about God and somebody who you know I um I always said atheists couldn't be friends I couldn't be friends with atheists not because I don't like atheists but because I would be so annoying to talk to if, I, if if I, to someone who doesn't believe in God because I talk about God all the time and I loved it. So I was like, you know, I love, I love everybody, but I feel like atheists just wouldn't be able to stand me. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I don't, think I, I don't think I had atheist friends growing up. But anyway, that's what I always say because I always love talking about my faith and I always loved, you know, trying to learn more and defending my faith. I loved debating. But um so in that regard I was always Catholicism for for that part of me, Catholicism was always just the next step. But when I got my rude awakening because of how excited I was just to be Catholic, I didn't understand why. I basically didn't understand why everybody didn't want to convert with me I thought that in, I, in the back of my head I thought the information was just like I don't know they just didn't know and once they knew because I found it and I figured it out and once I told everybody what I figured out they would have just you know came came on the bandwagon and I would have had all these converts with me because you know it was obviously the truth and I didn't expect so many people to call me crazy, tell me that I'm misunderstood, tell me that basically that I'm a liar and won't even look up the stuff for themselves. I didn't expect so many people to not want to know. So after that, I kind of... I kind of learned to basically gauge the situation, which isn't bad. Like, obviously, you don't want to cram anything down people's throats, even though that's kind of what I want. I want to cram things down people's throats. But obviously, that's not the best way to go about basically anything. So I learned to pull back, but kind of at some point may have crossed the line into pulling back for fear of the other person and not for respect for time and place. So learning the balance kind of got easier for me over time and standing my ground. This, a lot of it, some of it has to do with just learning more about the faith and some of it just has to do with age and being able to articulate myself better because I'm older now but um I was I was kind of like I said I always loved to debate and I was kind of good at it debating atheists and stuff like that but it's kind of like being good at chess because your opponent doesn't know how to play eventually I just had to you know mature my way of understanding and being able to be held up to scrutiny because the faith that's what happens and you have to be able to understand people are going to come for you for whatever, in whatever way they can and the more that I learn about my faith the more I understand how to defend it in a in a good way in a um what's the word in an effective way so that that has definitely gotten easier over time, but so, because the one thing that has never changed about me since I was a little kid is that I I will fight you about God. I will fight you to the end. <laughs> so it's not like I'm not ready, <laughs> but it was definitely it was definitely hard um, when I was working at a warehouse because I've only ever had I've only ever really had two jobs in my in, in my life when I was 16 or 15 I think it was 16 yeah because that was the same year so I was 16 and I was working at Panera and that was my first time being around people who weren't Christian for a long period of time so that was kind of my first opportunity to kind of gauge how to be an example of what I believe oh yeah because I just i just remembered yeah i i was 16 because that was the same year i decided to become catholic and i remember the baker there was catholic and i was telling her about my confirmation and how i decided to convert when i was like on my way out when i was you know it was my last week working there and i said goodbye to her and everything and she was so excited for me i loved that lady i want to go back and say hi to her i wonder if she's still working there she was so nice she was the only person who was like kind of wholesome and not degenerate that was working there with me, and I miss her a lot. But anyway, so that was my first time to gauge how to be an example of my faith and to to take every opportunity to, to show someone what you believe in your actions. It was definitely a lot harder when I started working at a warehouse. <laughs> not harder, I mean, not harder to 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 be an example of my face I guess not harder in the way that I act but it was the environment obviously if you've ever been in a warehouse or if you know anything about warehouses the environment is just worse <laughs> definitely was rough but I I tend to attract either good people or bad people who will listen to you talk. <laughs> like there, I, I know a lot of people back where, where that was, that, uh, you know, somebody would ask me about my scapular and just be like, the best people in the worst situations, I guess. So that was, um, that was my second kind of test to hold myself in my belief and not be changed by the environment around me, which wasn't always the case. I definitely had some moments where I kind of let the environment take me, but it was good to feel, not not good to give into that, but it was good to understand how to fight back in a real situation where where I, get, I guess your faith is tested, or your your ability to to sustain your to sustain being an example is tested is a better way to put that. So that was one thing that I, I'm glad that I worked there, even though you know it was terrible and I hated it. I'm glad that I got that experience. And thing the the my favorite thing about I mean I, I can't call it my favorite because basically all of Catholicism is my favorite but one of the one of the better things about converting is that Catholicism surrounds you with opportunities to take your everyday life and point it literally like literally take it and point it to your goal of reaching heaven like I remember. I remember learning about saints and learning about their stories and being able to you know, being encouraged to imitate and learn from somebody who did the impossible in the name of God, people who've like who've who become martyrs and people who've given their whole lives and done things that people that, you know, everyday people will tell you is you're not capable of. As, an, as a regular person, because we're all, we all sin, nobody's perfect, but, you know, that's, that's a dumb excuse to not try to be a good person. So, having all the opportunities and having all the information in front of me in order to be able to point my life to, to God has definitely been one of the greater things that I've learned in, um, in being Catholic. So, now, these are the things that are still, that I still struggle with as a convert. So the first thing is, like, saying, <laughs> saying Protestant thing, Like, just, just stupid stuff. Like, so, like calling mass a service instead of a mass or saying church instead of parish or one time I almost called my priest pastor instead of father <laughs> it's just weird things like that that sometimes I'm just not I don't know sometimes I'm just I still a Protestant brain but <laughs> um and something else calling I don't know okay I don't know what the room that mass is held in is called because in a Protestant church that's called the sanctuary but I don't know if it's called a sanctuary because I might I had an old friend who I she went to Catholic school and I brought her to my old Protestant church for like a youth group or something and I said let's go into the sanctuary and she said why do you call that a sanctuary and that it just In the back of my head, I was like, oh, I guess Catholics don't call it that. But I also never got confirmation. So I just don't call it anything. Um, But sometimes I just call it a sanctuary. And I'm like, what if the sanctuary is something else? What if that's bad? But I also, in my head one time, I accidentally called the altar the um, pulpit. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's not right. (laughs) But anyway. So, that's the first thing. Um. Hold on, I have a list, list for me. So, it's hard. Okay, this, it's kind of hard for me still. Like, it's something I'm coming to terms with is, is, I don't know how to put it, guess, I guess like, Converting my experience growing up as a protestant To an opportunity to deepen my faith because and I talked to my friend about this for a while one day, but I I converted basically overnight because I knew I didn't want to be Protestant long before I knew I needed to be Catholic so I was already separated from the ideas of Protestantism before I realized what that meant is that I needed to convert to Catholicism. So when the light bulb went off the one day, I kind of just ran with it. It's like, whoop, no going back now. It's all, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. But because it was sort of, I guess, easy in a way for me to... To convert to Catholicism. I kind of grew a sort of resentment to my time as a Protestant, to the way I grew up. But obviously, that's not, that doesn't do any good because, you know, there's nothing you can do about the way you were raised, and people just don't know. You know, a lot of people are presented with the opportunity to convert to Catholicism, but some people just, you know, they, they don't look for the answers, or they're never presented with the answers. So most of the time, it's the not looking, but I kind of had to have to just look at it like I have been given a an opportunity to understand both sides, and to deepen my understanding of why I am Catholic, because I know what it's like to be Protestant, and because I know what it's like to to know something's missing, not to just live in a world where something's missing, but to know something's missing, and to not know what it is, and to have finally found it, I know what it's like. You know, I think about, I have to go, I'm gonna make a podcast about all the things all the side-by-sides of, of what separated me from Protestantism before connecting me to Catholicism, like it, it happened. There was a middle area when I was still Protestant but didn't want to be Protestant but didn't know I wanted to be Catholic until I was like, whoa, what if, what, if? I literally said one day, what if I did? And then I started Googling things that Catholics believe but i'm going to make a podcast about that one day but it's it's a a journey to to purposefully look at what i've learned as a protestant what i knew back then what grace was given me to be able to convert and to take that and to allow it to deepen my faith. It's something that I always have to purposefully do and I can't ever go back to thinking of like resenting my time as a Protestant because if I wasn't if I wasn't ever a Protestant, I would not be this this Catholic, I guess, or maybe I would I mean, you never know, but I definitely have learned a lot from going a Protestant that I wouldn't want to trade because of how it has enhanced my faith. And this the way that I the way that I converted I guess the best thing about it is how the timing was perfect because everything that happened after I said, after I texted my friend the one day, my friend who became my sponsor, I was like, I think I want to convert to Catholicism. <laughs> and then she texted me back that her mom was crying and I was like, oh my gosh, because I didn't know how big a deal it was at first. But the timing was perfect because every single thing that happened after that only solidified my, my decision like I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk about this in another podcast coming up soon but my first experience in a parish by myself in a daily mass solidified it um but the biggest thing was having to having to look, stare in the face of the fact that this was the church that Jesus instituted and that is the reason I'm converting because within a couple days or a couple it was either a couple days later or that following week was when all the scandals came out about the church and so when I was telling people that I was converting everybody automatically was like what about the priests oh my gosh the priests oh oh my gosh the priests fall!" So that was what I had to go through because of what had just happened. Literally, it might have even been the day after I decided to convert. It was really soon. But because of that, I literally had to, I mean, I never considered going back, but I had to tell myself why. Because of that, I had to literally say nothing that anyone has ever done who's a part of the church will change the fact that this is the church that Jesus instituted. And if I leave the church, then I will not be any closer to Christ because Protestants aren't any closer to the one true church than anything. Like, you know, you might as well, you might as well be Buddhist at that point which it kind of isn't true because it like they have some 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 part of the truth but you're not closer to Christ by leaving what he created because of people who abuse that and i knew that right away but i was forced to say it to myself and i was forced to defend that right away because of what was happening after my decision to convert so that was um, that was the biggest help I guess in some way if you want to put it that way I guess it was the biggest help in helping me understand why I could never be Protestant again because nothing will change the fact that Catholicism is the church instituted by jesus christ and everything else is a branch of the work of martin luther some random dude who didn't like the pope and i don't want to follow some random dude who didn't like the pope i want to follow jesus even if the pope is bad it's still it's still jesus it's still christ's church and so i could not at this point it would be more intellectually consistent for me to become atheist than it would ever be for me to become Protestant again. So, two years later, and I'm just just getting started, um, I'm really excited. I'm so happy I'm Catholic, guys. You have no idea how happy I am to be Catholic, and just to to understand finally what what all what everything is for and what what life is for because like i said there's a there's a lot missing in protestantism that can only be fulfilled in the one true church which is where i am and that's where i will be until i die um so happy holy week um yeah, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is the Catholicism is Catholicism is what kept me Christian because it's the only thing that's not missing anything. And I love it. And I love the people I've met because I've become a Catholic and I love the person I've been able to become because of the the tools that are available to me now and that there's just an endless... There are endless opportunities to grow in Christ and in your relationship with Christ. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep going and I will die Catholic no matter what. So, with that said, happy Holy Week and... Convert to Catholicism. Look into it. Or at least... Ask yourself the questions. Ask, be be, be, be willing to be wrong because nobody knows everything. And so at any point, you could be wrong about everything and you just have to be willing to accept that, accept the answer when it comes. So I am going to go to church later today and i hope you all have an amazing holy week and easter and year and i will be back soon i'm not gonna just post this and dip again i'm going to be posting a podcast soon i have plans (laughs) so with that said thank you for listening and i will see you next time